You've been lied to, but you don't know how. You've searched, you've struggled, you've cried out. You want the truth, but where is it? You've wandered, you've fought, you've strived, and you have not been satisfied. What is truth? Where is truth? Who is truth? The kingdom of God. Mind control. The last days. Higher dimensions. Unity. The power of faith. Discovering the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. God has promised that he will hide us under his feathers and under his wings we will trust. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Discovering the Truth with Dan Devon is the premier program that is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is designed to show you how to become more than you have ever imagined through the power of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And now, prepare for your host, Dan Duvall. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com and at www.thefireplacechurch.org. And folks, we are now going two nights a week at thefireplacechurch.org, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, every Friday and Sunday night. Folks, I'm really excited because today we're going to be getting into it with Jeff Jansen on miracles and the mysteries of sound and light. Really cool stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Prepare yourselves. Um, I need to make an announcement, and, and I've said this before, but I'm going to really make a point of uh, making it clear that there's going to be a uh, a school. It's actually going to be a, a conference slash school that's occurring at Jeff Jansen's church, Global Fire Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And that's going to be in November 4th through the 6th. Now I'm having Jeff on my program today and we're going to be getting into some things. What I am really excited about is letting you know that there's going to be a lot of teaching and impartation awaiting you November 4th through the 6th. And if you are, you know, excited about some of the stuff we're going to be touching on today, man, oh man, just wait for the actual school. Now, if you are interested, say, whoa, I'm not too far from Tennessee. I'd actually uh, be really interested in in seeing, you know, Dan Duvall live and also Jeff Jansen, who is an awesome man of God. I mean, just the way the Holy Spirit shows up at Jeff's meetings is just spectacular. And you'll find out real soon what I'm talking about. But um, if if this sounds like something you are interested in, www.globalfireministries.com is where you go to sign up for this conference, November 4th 
through the 6th. Now, there's a lot going on at Bride Ministries, but I'm going to tell you something. I had a revelation, guys, um, thanks to some really awesome help, that these intros have been kind of long. <laughs> so I am going to be buttoning it up. In other words, shortening things, because you guys know what I'm doing. I mean, I, I think after you know, two years of saying the same things over and over again, like this is what we're doing. And oh, by the way, we're going to do this. And here it is again. And still the same plan and so on and so forth. A lot of you that follow this program are getting it. And I've been getting more and more testimonies. You know, Dan Duvall, I, I'm, I'm guilty of just fast forwarding your intros because they just, you know, I know what you're saying. This tells me two things. One, um, <laughs> praise God that people are listening to the programs. Two, it's worked. What we have done by repeating the vision over and over again has worked. And, and, and now those of you that follow this ministry know where we're going and what we plan to do. So I am going to begin just kind of shortening these and just giving brief overviews, very brief. And uh, we're just excited because, you know, God, he, he is um, doing it. It's, it's, it's happening in front of our eyes. We are helping survivors. We are working towards the creation of the DID coaching school. We are um, expanding and allowing for volunteer opportunities through the Fireplace Church in the form of internet-based moderators. Um, we have made support groups available to survivors of uh, satanic ritual abuse and government-sponsored mind control agendas through Bride Ministries. We're looking at creating a prayer response team for all of you that write in and want prayer for specific needs. Um, we are looking at creating solutions for that, a more direct approach to responding to you in prayer. We're looking at the uh, outflow of more conferences, more types of training that you can sign up for because we have been doing this discipleship and this discipleship has just grown by leaps and bounds. By the way, uh, you will have received an email if you had signed up for our waiting list and you can sign up right now uh, for the next set of discipleship courses, which will go eight weeks um, and conclude before the holiday season in December. But these have just grown by leaps and bounds. And what we have found is that you guys are wanting more. You you don't just want the four classes, Grace in Christ the kingdom and spiritual warfare. You guys want advanced spiritual warfare. So there is an advanced spiritual warfare conference coming up October 15th. It's only available for those of you that have been to the classes because I just, you know, really think that some foundation is necessary before going into what we're going to be getting into in that hands-on training. But, you know, it's there and we're going to be creating advanced spiritual warfare number two. And now we're looking at, okay, we're going to be getting into even some of the stuff dealing with sheep nations, eschatology, um, really interesting things that um, some of you are also interested in, in the form of conference presentations through Bride Ministries. And, you know, the day will come where we're doing actual conferences uh, that, that we are uh, uh, organizing um, in locations you know, maybe where I live here in Texas or around the country, depending on the, the uh, amount of interest in that specific region or geography. Uh, so there's a lot that's coming from Bride Ministries, folks. With that said, all I'm going to say is you guys have carried us this far and you have taken us to this point as you have responded to the Holy Spirit and been generous in providing us financial support. Folks, um, everything that we do costs real money. Um, I am not a one-man show here at 
all. We at Bride Ministries are a group. We have a board. We have employees. We have contractors. Uh, what we do costs money. We're spending thousands every week um, just to keep up with the obligations to ministry that we have made. And you know what? You've empowered us to do that. And I want to say thank you. And I also want to encourage you that listen to this program. Hey, if you are on board with what we are doing and you say, you know, this is an awesome thing here happening at Bride Ministries, visit us at bridemovement.com or thefireplacechurch.org. There are donate buttons there. It all goes to the same place. This is Bride Ministries, so bridemovement.com, thefireplacechurch.org. It's all um, being run under one umbrella. And uh, you can support us there or by writing to us at P.O. Box 362 Nash, Texas 75569 without... Any further ado, I'm going to be getting to our guest. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. back on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. And let me tell you, today we're going to be getting into it and we're going to be going pretty deep into some supernatural stuff. Now, you know, if you listen to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall, that we are not shy about the supernatural. And we talk about the journeys of survivors all the time and how that uh, entails interactions with angels, God's direct divine intervention, um, all kinds of things that are kind of off the charts. I mean, to the extent that we're seeing implants removed supernaturally from physical bodies and, and, and all kinds of other manifestations of God's power. And I'll tell you what, today we're going to be talking with a man of God who is no stranger to the reality of God's power. His name is Jeff Jansen. Now, the whole way I got to know Jeff is so interesting because I was invited to go to Australia by a pastor, Paul Tothill. And when I was there, I was introduced to another gentleman named Todd Weatherly. And God moved while we were in Australia the whole time. And I had an opportunity to minister to Todd. And he was a guest on my program just a few weeks ago. And you know, Todd and Jeff happened to be great friends. And so when uh, I got back, apparently Todd and Jeff had had a conversation about what happened when I was in Australia. And that led Jeff to contact 
me, which led to me visiting his church, ministering to some of the um, people that were there and also having the opportunity to speak. And I'll tell you what, it has just been awesome. And Jeff is an internationally recognized conference speaker and crusade evangelist. Uh, he is the founder of Global Fire Ministries International, the senior pastor of the Global Fire Church and World Miracle Center located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And he's been featured on many television and radio broadcasts, including It's Supernatural with Sid Roth. He is the author of a number of books, including Glory Rising, The Believer's Guide to Miracles, Healing, Impartation, and Activation, Revival of the Secret Place, and one we'll even be getting into today called The Furious Sound of Glory. Jeff, it is my honor to have you on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Hey, Dan, bless you. Um, looking forward to uh, our conversation today. That was quite an introduction. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to um, give you the the proper introduction. I mean, you've done a lot. And I'll tell you what, you have seen some radical things, my friend. And I want to get into some of that. A lot of things that you have seen has been really forerunner type things. God has unveiled things to you that the rest of the church is totally not uh, caught up with or even catching up to in some parts, even now. But um, I'm a big fan of pushing the envelope. Let me get started here. You were on a recent trip in Peru doing one of your evangelistic crusades with several other men of God. And I want to let you tell my listening audience about what happened, what you saw, some of the testimonies, and, and basically how God moved. Well, well, first of all, I want to say uh, it's good to be on the show, and uh, thanks for having me on, and blessings to everybody that's listening today. Um, and uh, yeah, let me get into it just real quickly. Um, as you mentioned before, I'm really good friends with Todd Weatherly, who was just recently a guest uh, on your program. Um, Todd and I have been friends for a long time, as well as Paul Tarfield, who's Gateway International in Adelaide, Australia. And um, <clears throat> we uh, just recently, uh, this year, well, actually just a couple of weeks ago, we launched the Global Fire Australia Mission Space. And uh, what that is, is we've, the Lord blessed us with 186 acres just north of Adelaide, Australia. And, um, and it's one of five bases that are in process of being developed globally. And it's for the purpose, just for the sole purpose of training, equipping, impartation, activation. Um, we've got some world leaders that are working with us, uh, international uh, itinerant uh, individuals like myself. Uh, David Hogan, some of you may know David Hogan. He's a very, very good friend of mine. David is well known for dead raising. He's personally raised 37 from the dead. His ministry has personally raised over 500. Uh, has an amazing work in the mountains of Mexico. Travels globally. And, um, you know, he is an apostle, an apostolic evangelist, basically. He's got about 4,000 churches with him. And um, <clears throat> so David is working with us. Bobby Connor is working with us, um, another international prophet. And uh, there's, there's others that are working with us to train, equip, impart, and activate. So we just launched the Global Fire Australia Missions Base um, this year, and then we took the team that was there in Australia, and we did a uh, crusade in uh, Cus uh, Cus Cusco, I believe it is, uh, which is north of Lima. We did a crusade in Lima, and then we did one in Cusco. Um, and uh, again, we saw thousands of people come to Christ. Crazy, crazy miracles. 
Everybody on the team got a chance to pray for people. Everybody on the team saw miracles. Many of them, it was their very first time being activated in the supernatural, activated in um, just laying on hands and healing the sick, not praying for the sick, but healing the sick, because Jesus said in Matthew 10, uh, 7 and 8, he said, as you go, he said, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, don't pray for them, heal the sick, raise the dead, don't pray for the dead to get up, you raise them, um, cast out devils, you know, cleanse those that have diseases, and it's really the power of a prophetic decree, which we'll get into maybe a little bit later on. So everybody on the team saw miracles, and many of them for the first time, and uh, we just had an amazing, amazing time. There was a man, I'll, tell you, I'll give you one testimony, there was a man there that had uh, cancer in both of his eyes for 15 years, and uh, he had lost his right eyeball, and it had been shut, sewn shut, sutured shut by the doctor, and uh, he came forward that night. I just released uh, corporate healing over the masses as they stood, uh, probably three, 4,000 people, uh, released healing over the people, and, um, and uh, heaven just dropped on them through prophetic decree. This man came forward that night. He was seeing out of both of his eyes. He was blind in both eyes. One eyeball was actually missing and uh, the sutured shut, but he was seeing out of both of his eyes, even with an eyeball missing, and his eyeball sutured shut. Uh, creative power, creative miracles. There was another 10-year, uh, actually, he was about a 10, 11, 12-year-old uh, deaf mute, uh, never heard before, never spoke before. He, his mother brought him to the meeting. God completely opened his ears, and he spoke his first words on stage that night. So there were people getting out of wheelchairs, all different kinds of miracles. It was phenomenal. So uh, we saw thousands and thousands, thousands of people come to Christ and, uh, and just radical, radical miracles and healings. It was amazing. Yeah. So you're saying creative miracles, they manifest. This is not new information for you, though. I mean, this has been something nah. that you have seen throughout your ministry. Yeah, this is normal for me. <laughs> It almost sounds like blurring the veil between God's realm and ours. <laughs> I don't know. This, this is just normal. This is just normal, 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 supernatural, normal spiritual behavior. Every believer has the capacity to decree a thing, Job 22, and it's established. Every believer has, has the ability, the right, because of the Spirit of God that lives inside of us, you know, this, which is resurrection power, the spirit of holy out of Romans chapter 1, verse 4. It's the spirit of holy that raised Jesus Christ from the grave. It's the Holy Spirit that is resurrection power. And Romans eight eleven says, if that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, you will blah, 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 blah. So bottom line is the Holy Spirit is the spirit of resurrection or creative power. And uh, we're made in the image of God, and we have the right to decree and to declare and to release creative power. You know, I spent a lot of time, Jeff, talking about the kingdom, um, the kingdom of God, and, and really connecting believers, in my opinion, to the idea that supernatural life can be natural. Um, mm -hmm. You're a walking example of that. Now, I want to um, go to a really a, a critical moment in your life 
which set a, okay. you on a trajectory that uh, man has, has brought you to where you're at now. And that is an encounter you had with Jesus when you were 18. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. When I, when I was 18 years old, I just, uh, you know, I was born and raised in uh, Wisconsin and uh, the Fox river Valley area and, uh, raised Catholic. Uh, I got saved in 1978, 1979. Um, yeah, 1978, 1979 during the charismatic renewal by tongue talk, talking, uh, prophesying Catholics. And, uh, there was a move of the spirit in the Catholic church, um, called the renewal. And, uh, that's where I got saved. I got saved in the Catholic youth group. So, uh, filled with the Holy ghost delivered. I mean, the whole, the whole enchilada that night. <clears throat> so back in, um, I, I had walked with the Lord for, you know, uh, several years and I was, I had an insatiable hunger just to be with Jesus. And I'll, I'll just skip through some of this, uh, um, just for time's sake so that we can move on. But, um, I was spending a lot of time just after the Lord, you know, uh, back then there weren't, any, there weren't any schools of the supernatural. There weren't any secret place schools. There weren't any schools, period. It was just raw hunger and spending time with the Lord. And, you know, the scripture says you draw near to him, he's going to draw near to you. Well, uh, there was one night that I was, uh, in February in 1982 that, uh, I'd been spending a lot of time with the Lord. It was obviously February in Wisconsin, it's very, very cold outside, so I've been spending a lot of time indoors praying and, and worshiping, and I, and I went to sleep that night, and I was awakened at 3 o'clock in the morning um, by the presence of God just filled my room. I just remember the presence of God filling my room, just kind of coming over my body like waves of power, waves of love, waves of His presence. and. Uh, you know, you know the place, and I'm sure many of you that are listening, that place that's in between sleep and awake where you're just coming to, you're just waking up. Well, I was coming to, I didn't open my eyes yet, but I could see the light on in the room, and I thought to myself, I left the light on in, in my room. And when I opened my eyes, <clears throat> I noticed there was a, a, a white shimmering light shining on the back wall. And... Um, you know, this was a new apartment. It was a kitchen, you know, kitchenette with two bedrooms, a very, very small efficiency apartment. And I thought, well, the street light is shining in. Must be the street light shining in through the window behind my bed. The only problem was there was no window behind my bed. And um, as I'm thinking, as I'm waking up and I'm looking at the shimmering light on the back wall, and I'm thinking, where's this light coming from? It turned literally turned into a rainbow. And now I'm waking up thinking there's a rainbow on my back wall. Where is that rainbow prism light coming from? Must be some kind of a refraction. As I'm thinking about processing where this shining rainbow is coming from on my back wall, and listen, I'm a Catholic kid, just saved a couple of years, don't know anything about visions, don't know anything about miracles, signs and wonders. I see this hand with a pen, and in liquid light, it wrote in the rainbow on my back wall in cursive. I love you, Jeff. It was the Lord. And uh, um, all the while, the love of God and the presence of God just filled, was filling the room. And I'm just weeping, looking at my name. <laughs> just looking at my name. <clears throat> Even now, it just cho chokes me up. Looking at my name in the rainbow on the back wall. And uh, as I'm looking at it, it turns into a television screen. And I see a stadium. 
and there's it's filled with people and there's fireworks coming out of the top of it. But when the fireworks came out of the top, it would every time it would explode, it would have like healing in Jesus' name. Miracles. Hallelujah was exploding like fireworks out of the top of the stadium. The crowd every time it would go off the crowd would roar. And as I'm looking at this stadium, uh, and and uh, this this basically television, because the Lord was telling a vision of what my ministry would be like. I was seeing the stadium, and then it turned into a crusade ground in Africa. And I saw a hundred thousand faces, and I saw a stage, and I saw a band on the stage, and then I saw myself on the stage standing next to a dead man. And I walked over to the dead man, and I straddled him. And I'm watching this on the screen. I'm, I'm 19 years old, and I'm watching this on the screen, and it's in the future. And I pointed my finger down into the man's chest, and I rebuked the spirit of death in Jesus' name. And I released the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And the man got up, and the crowd exploded. All kinds of miracles, all kinds of things happening, and people coming to Christ. Basically, that visitation was the Lord writing my name in the rainbow or the promise telling me what my vision through the television television screen that I was watching on my back wall. It was telling a vision of what my ministry would be like the stadiums and crusades. And so I'm just now at 53 years old, you know, just now coming into the fullness of, of, uh, of my scroll or my book and what's been written about my life. And, uh, it's been a process along the way. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and it's really interesting that you, you know, that this was such a significant part of it, the light, even the rainbow, yep. because you, Jeff, wrote a book called The Furious Sound of Glory. And you actually get right. into some of this. I mean, you, you get into light, you get into color, you get into sound. <clears throat> and, and I really want to get into that right. because there, there, there's a lot of revelation to be had on these subjects and people kind of stop here you know you read the book of one john like well god is light god is love okay and we get that far god said let there be light and there was light and it was even though the first day and right. so we read it and we're like yeah light it's there it's um but the question is what are the deeper implications what is god doing with light? why does god speak why doesn't God limit his creative capacity to his thought processes? If he's God, he can do whatever he wants. So there's so many um, I mean, revelations to be had on these subjects. And, and I want to get into this, okay? Um, first of all, God is a speaking being. What is the biblical relevance of sound? The biblical relevance of sound well, let me just give you a little bit, a little bit of a point of science. Um, you know, for years, um, science used to think that an atom broken down into its most minute form was light, and uh, that that uh, the light, the light nature. But uh, they've come to realize, um, and I'm not sure how long ago this this you know, this revelation came or were, they discovered this, but they were able to break down what they saw as light. They were able to break it down further. And the bottom line is um, what they've broken light down into is super strings of sound is what they called it, super strings of sound. So the origin of light, if you will, is sound. 
which makes sense. You know, if you look back in the beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, God, Elohim, which means creator, he, he created the heavens and the earth. And the Bible says that, that the earth was formless and void, it was dark, it was shapeless, and the Holy Spirit was brooding, moving around this mass of creation and recreation. And um, the very first thing it says, God speaks when the Holy Spirit is moving. Then this is a, a formula for creative power. When the Holy Spirit is moving, speaking, speaking and the presence of God are necessary to create. So the Holy Spirit's moving over the formless, shapeless void in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3, and God said, speaking, let there be light. So the origin of light is sound. It's the speaking voice of God saying, let there be light, which is vocal tone, it's a vibration. And that's basically how the subatomic and the atomic structure was created. Now, when the fall happened, we can get into this, uh, when the fall happened with Adam and Eve, it knocked the molecular structure or the somatomic, the, uh, the atomic level, it knocked everything catawampus, which opened the door to sickness and, and demonic vibration, because the enemy has a voice as well. And that's where sickness comes from. The key is to harmonize with the voice of God and harmonize with original creation because everything that was created has muscle memory. It has atomic memory at, from original source and creation, which is God. So when we, we create and we, there's, there, there's the process of recreating or, or atomic memory, if that makes sense, if you can follow that. So uh, the origin of, of light is sound. And the Lord has been speaking to me for years and years about, about sound, light, creative power. All of these things is a base formula, as I mentioned, out of Genesis. And if you look at the book of Hebrews, and I'm just shooting off the top of my head, mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 says that um, he upholds all things by his mighty word of power. And it says, um, it goes into talking about, about creation and begins to talk about uh, how the things that we see were created by the things that we cannot see. So the physical level, or the, or the, which is really the lower realm, the physical world, was created by a superior world. Everything that we see in the natural, every see the, the thing that we see in the physical, you know, was created by the, the world that we cannot see. And uh, God's very name, Elohim, means creator. So he upholds everything in the physical world and the spiritual world by his mighty word of power. And we have an awesome privilege as sons of God, not just Christians, because today everybody seems to be a Christian. And, hmm. you know, claiming Christianity or, or with no demonstration of power. And I'll just leave that alone for right now. But, 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 but Christ, mm -hmm. if we really are Christians, we are Christians or little anointed ones, because Christ means anointed. We are little anointed ones, little Christians. And like God, we have the ability to create and recreate by speaking the word of power. And that's where the angelic realm comes in. And that's where the demonic world recognizes 
anointing. And, uh, you know, I like to say it this way in my book, that we live our life on a stage between demons and angels. It's a cosmic stage. Uh, we live our life in a, a stage, a cosmic stage, between, you know, the God of the universe, demons, and angels. And they know exactly what we are. They know exactly who we are and what we carry by the light that comes out of us. They know our weaknesses. They know our strengths. They see the anointing. They see the glory. You know, New Agers call it aura. You know, uh, I've had New Agers come to me and say, man, the aura around you, who are you? I'm this golden light is all around you. Well, what they're seeing is the glory of God. You know, they're seeing the <laughs> light being, they're seeing my spirit, and they're seeing the glory of God. So, um, well, but my journey into, go, go ahead. No, 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 I, it just... Um, this is a quitting interjection. This is really important for people to understand. You know, we are uh, watched and viewed from the spirit realm because we exist. Um, Absolutely. In the spirit realm and also in the natural. That We have a spirit. And, and a lot of people don't mm -hmm. realize that the battles that they face are a resistance on who the enemy sees they were designed to be and not what they're presently walking in on Wednesday 100%. and it, right. people get discouraged and they think God doesn't like them. Sometimes people have no idea the battle they've been engaging because they haven't had a revelation of who they are and who they were designed to be in Christ. Uh, it, it's, I just wanted to take a moment and, and just kind of hit that nail on the head because you went there and, yeah. and this is a major point that a lot of people um, are, are just not made aware of. Absolutely, and then I'll get back to your original question on sound and light. Um, we Colossians one twenty seven says it's Christ within the hope of glory, and um, you know when we accept Christ, and, and I'm, I'm going to make this statement. Some of you might not like it. I think most of you will like it, but um, you know I've come from a, a place, a theological disposition that basically said you had to work for everything, you know, and if you sin. Basically, you had to come to a place of repentance again, and, you know, you start all over and blah, 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 blah. You know what? Here's the deal. Uh, Christ died once and for all. He died for every sin. Um, and uh, and uh, there's this thing that I, I absolutely have come to believe, and it's been the bedrock, the, the foundation for my faith, and it's this, that we are the beneficiaries of all of Christ's breakthroughs. We become the beneficiaries. All of his accomplishments are our accomplishments. And you can go through the scripture, and I can quote scripture after scripture. Basically, the scripture says, you know, these are the accomplishments of Christ. He, he lived. He died. He was buried. He was resurrected. He ascended. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father. Scripture says we live with him. We died with him. We were buried with him in baptism. We, if we have been raised to a new life, we have been raised with Christ to a new life, Colossians says. Um, not only were we raised, but we ascended with him, ascended into the heavenlies, and we are co-seated with him. Ephesians 2.6 says, For he has raised you up and he's caused you to sit down in the heavenly dimension, or the heavenly realm, giving you joint seating with him. We have become the beneficiaries of all of his accomplishments and his breakthroughs. We are seated with Christ 
now on the throne. Devils do not want you to get that revelation. Satan does not want you to understand this. This will give you the confidence. It will give you the revelation that we are we have completely overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of his testimony. And in a courtroom of heaven, because when we stand before the Lord in the courtroom of heaven, the, the accuser of the brethren, Satan, tries to accuse us to God. And when Jesus, who is the defense attorney, looks at us in the courtroom, he says, no, Father, this one's mine. He is the beneficiary or she is the beneficiary of my blood and my covenant. And the gavel drops in our behalf. It gives us the confidence to move forward. And even though the enemy may say this or say this and accuse this and say, you've done that, it may be true that you or myself or others that are listening, we've made mistakes, but that's not who you are. You are not. You may have made mistakes, but it's not who you are. Reality is you are an overcomer reality is through Christ's accomplishments you are seated with him all he sees is blood blood and and we are sons of our father it gives us the right of position and the right of authority to, to release heaven on earth and to destroy the works of the devil just like Jesus did oh man it's it, you I know it's, it's really powerful and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this uh, what I have seen Jeff is that a lot of people that have come through legalism have seen a huge wall erected between them and intimacy with God. And intimacy seems to always precede power and mm. demonstration mm -hmm. because it's like you spend Absolutely. more time trying to appease God than you do enjoying God. And it's the overflow mm. that seems to be the, um, mm. the blessing that contains the, the provision of God, not only for us, but for those around us in our lives, almost like a glass overflowing under a, a sink, you know, with faucet just keeps going and flowing and flies. It's like this. You, you can't quite get there with the, the legalism, which is where you kind of came out of. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, yeah. they, 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 they really see breakthrough when they begin to understand. And we have actually a whole study at Bride Ministries on, on in Christ and what that means and the mm -hmm. way you articulated it. I, Agree with one hundred percent. We are the beneficiaries of Christ's accomplishments, yeah, we are. and and that's why you see this term <laughs> in Christ. I think all across the New Testament, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. It's like, and we don't get it. Um, thank yeah. you for saying that. I, I I share it this way, Daniel. Intimacy. When you're intimate with Christ, face to face. When you're intimate, intimacy releases identity. Mm. Identity releases destiny so you can't bypass intimacy to understand your destiny we're intimate with the lord first face to face and our intimacy with him releases out of relationship we begin to see our identity when we begin to understand who we are we are not just christians we are more than christian we are part of the divine nature Second Peter one four. We we are part of God's family. We are part of Him. We are little Elohims. We have the same DNA, the same genetics, the same spirit. We have the the same genes as our Father. We are we are from the God class. And the Scripture actually calls us little Elohims. We are little Christs, little Elohim creators. If God is big Elohim creator. 
then we on the earth are little Elohim, same family, same spirit, same species as God. And we have the right of authority to release that. And so intimacy will always bring us to a place of identity, understanding who we are and who God is. And that identity will release us into our destiny. And that is so key for so many that are listening right now, uh, that are coming out of, of things that you're coming through and walking through. This is who you really are. And you must have an amazing destiny in your life because the devil tried to stuff you up. <laughs> you know, that that's a real word. There's a lot of um, survivors, Jeff, that listen to my radio program, and, and they have been through hell, very literally. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them are still there. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, and and yep. it's just yep. a reminder. Uh, listen, guys, you are a beneficiary of what Christ accomplished. Right. <laughs> Jeff, I want to come back now to this sound and light thing. Okay. So like okay. there is this huge connection that you make in your book and, and you actually begin to relate the, the light of God in its colors, which are related to the colors of the rainbow to the seven right. spirits of the Lord. Um, okay, right. I, I want you to just unpack what I just threw out there, because this is fascinating. Okay. All right, I definitely will. Um, I, I, I can give you scripture upon scripture upon scripture, but um, let me just share, can, I'm going to share an encounter that I had, and I'm going to go quickly, and it happened in Seattle, Washington. Um, I was in a, I was in a Russian church in Seattle, Washington, getting ready to preach at a, at a church that I've been to multiple, multiple times. And um, I love the Russian church. We've seen so many supernatural things happening there, from stones, supernatural stones coming out of people's mouths, and uh, just crazy things because the glory is within, the glory is out. I know I just threw a big bomb out there, and people are saying, what? But, uh, but it's a reality. You know, we carry the glory of God within. There's creative power, and there's all different kinds of things. But I was in this Russian church, and I was closing my eye. I had my eyes closed. I was getting ready to get introduced to go up and, you know, preach. And I felt the pastor walk up to me, and I opened my eyes, but it wasn't the pastor. As a matter of fact, I didn't see anybody, but someone was standing there. So I thought, ah, okay, I know what this is. And I closed my eyes again, and I went back into the worship. And I felt the person walk up to me again, and I, when I opened my eyes, it literally was Jesus, who looked like the carpenter, Jesus on the earth. He wasn't the glorified Christ, but it was Jesus, and he was smiling, and he took off dancing with the Russians. They were doing this Russian dance thing, you know, it was spirit-filled <laughs> church. It was actually, actually pretty amazing. And he came by me, and he said, hey, Jeff, you know what I'm doing? He said, I'm dancing with my brothers, and he took off again, you know, just dancing, twirling, and it's pretty amazing, you know, the Russian, the music at this Russian church was like techno, you know, techno worship, it was pretty amazing. And he came by, he came by one more time, he was whirling and twirling, and as he did, he, he had his hands in front of him, and he threw his chest into my face, and what I saw on his chest was a flaming menorah with the seven colors of the rainbow as flames over the seven golden candlesticks that were there on that menorah. On the menorah, there's seven golden candlesticks, and it was the seven colors of the rainbow were flames. And he didn't speak a word, he was just smiling. And then he said, I'm the first one. Now, okay. from that encounter... Before you go, go any ahead. further, before you go any further, 
I just have to press rewind for just a minute. Here's okay. the thing. Uh, Jesus is making an appearance. Correct. How does that actually work mechanically? Here's the thing. Was he there in the physical? So you saw him with your physical eyes. Were you seeing him with your spiritual eyes? How do you explain what you encountered from a mechanical standpoint? Well, I was seeing him uh, with the eyes of the spirit. Uh. But keep in mind, these were visions. This was like a vision. The Lord will speak through visions. He'll speak through dreams. He'll speak through spiritual language and spiritual mechanics. Um, I sensed. So was it actually happening? Yes, it was. Did I actually feel him step up to me? I felt him step up to me in person before I saw the vision. So it was a combination of both. Uh, senses being exercised to discern God. And uh, so I saw him in a visionary type experience. But nonetheless, it, it's real. Bob Jones was my spiritual father. He was a prophet to the nations. And I asked Bob the same question one time. I said, Bob would say, listen, an angel came to me this morning. And he said this and said this and gave me this and said this. And I said, Bob, finally, tell me, did you see him in the natural or did you see him in the spiritual? And Bob said, what's the difference? Hmm. He said, it takes more faith to see him, takes more, more, more faith to see him in the spirit and less faith to see him in the natural. But they're both real whether it's natural or spiritual, it's the same. It's the same mechanics. So my question is, yes. <laughs> no, and you know what? I, I have to ask that question because people get weird, Jeff. It, it's funny to watch. Like you sure tell me, do. well, this is what happened. And then people get very weird. And then they go, eh. Sure they do. Yeah, sure, Jesus showed up yeah, right. for you, whatever. And it's like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. First of all, let's look at the fruit yeah. first. Were people being sure. healed and set free and delivered? Okay. Oh, there's fruit. Absolutely. Okay. Well, then you'll know them by the, the, the fruit. So let's just start there. Um, but this 100%. is the thing. You know, we deal with this a lot, Jeff, as well. And, and me and when I'm working with people one-on-one, um, you know, we have encounters with angels and, and Jesus. And, and, and there's never a physical <laughs> manifestation, although there, there have been a few times where we had some, you know, people come back and say, hey, Daniel, I found a feather, like, after this session or whatever. Right. And it's like... Oh, right. cool. But the the yep. thing is, what happens in the spirit is no less real than what happens in the natural. As a matter of fact, it's more real. Well, remember, the spirit the, the spiritual world created the physical world. Mm. It's it's spirit first, then it's physical. So when Jesus showed it through his chest in my face, I was seeing it completely. Wow. Uh, he threw his chest in my face, and there was the seven candlesticks with the seven flames. Now, if you look at those seven flames, it was the seven colors of the rainbow. Um, that's very, very significant. And if you read the book of Zechariah, Daniel, uh, Zechariah chapter 3, it talks about uh, the sevenfold radiations of the, of the Spirit of God. The sevenfold radiations, or the seven eyes of the Lord, or the seven spirits of God. Uh, the sevenfold radiations, Zechariah 3 talks about radiations. Well, radiation is light. So the sevenfold radiant light of the seven spirits of God are color, because light is color. It's broken down into the seven colors of, this, of, of, of light, the spectrum of light. And when you put them all together, it makes white light. 
So uh, um, the sevenfold radiations of the seven spirits of God literally are a light, and the Lord showed me this. Now, my, this, this program wouldn't allow me time to be able to get into it and to break it all down, but the seven spirits of God, or the seven radiations, the sevenfold flow of the Holy Spirit, is the John 3.34, where God gave Jesus the Spirit without limit. He had unlimited power, or the Spirit without limit, without measure on his life. And if you look at the book of, of um, uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, it talks about, this is what rested on the life of Jesus Christ. The branch of the Lord is beautiful, comes, it comes out of the stump of Jesse, which is Christ, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, that's number one, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of revelation, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the reverential fear of the Lord. These seven spirits are the sevenfold flow of the Holy Spirit, and each one of them, I mean, God is light, just like we are children of light, the Scripture says. So God is light, his children or his family members are light, and when we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, like Jesus was, we are filled with all of the fullness of God, Ephesians 2 and 3 says. We're filled with the power that created the universe. It's just that it takes the outer workings of the mechanics of going through the mental faculties and the and the inner working of the power of the transformed mind. You know, Romans 12, to be transformed, you know, in your mind, be renewed in your mind. Ephesians 4, 23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is where the battle takes place, and that's where so many get stuck. They get stuck in the mind, and the enemy tries to captivate the mind and to control the mind. When the Spirit of the Lord comes, he begins to work and break down and bring revelation, which brings freedom and, and, and light to our being. And that's what revelation is. It's light. So, you know, I'm hitting on some things that uh, I believe that many of the listeners need to hear. Um, but, but when Christ comes into us, we are filled with all of the fullness of God, and the very first thing God is after is the mind, and that's what the devil's after. The battle is for the mind, and God wants to renew the mind, bring the power of transformation through encounter to liberate us, to cause us to see who we really are. We are family with God. Now, the devil does not want you to hear this. He is, we are family with God. We are one spirit with God, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 6, verse 17. We are partakers, 2 Peter 1, 4, of, the, of his divine nature. We are part of him. It doesn't make us God. It makes us born of God, or same species as God, or children of God. We are born from him, and we carry the power of that government. And when we begin to see who we are, it releases so much. Revelation, destiny, identity. We have the power to overthrow and to destroy the works of the enemy. I know I said a lot there, but man. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, it's all truth. It's really good. And, and this was, a, 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 I mean, I would have never thought to connect the different colors of the rainbow to the menorah to the seven spirits. So I was reading your book. I actually got really excited. I was like, that's so cool. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, 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 
<laughs> now have to get into an, another step though, because this, this is the thing, right? All right, so one of okay. the, if you read Isaiah chapter 11, um, right. it, it talks about the seven, it says, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, the spirit of, and then we go through wisdom, yep. knowledge, understanding, counsel, right. might, and the fear of the Lord. And so there's seven there. Right. And okay, this is one thing I can never figure out, Jeff. And I think everybody else that listens okay. to this program is probably asking the same question. Why is wisdom always portrayed as a woman? Right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, obviously, I guess God just thought that, you know, maybe wives are smarter than husbands. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> here you go into the book of Proverbs and it says wisdom has in her, her right hand length mm -hmm. of days in her right. left hand. Why not right. him? Why couldn't wisdom be a guy, Jeff? Now, this is the thing. If wisdom is also described as one of the seven spirits of the Lord and you see wisdom personified female, how does this make right. it any sense? I mean, isn't God a male chauvinist? Like some people have accused him of being that have read the Bible and you know, feminists like, oh, I'm not going to be Christian because God's just a male chauvinist. There's only male angels and this, that. Like, well, what's, what is Jeff Jansen's opinion on this subject? Yeah, first of all, angels appear in many forms. Angels will appear as, as warriors. They will appear as you know, look at look at the seraphim, look at the cherubim, face of a lion, face of, a, of an ox, face of a man, face of an eagle. That's a pretty wild-looking angel, and a seraphim is an angel. Angels look very, very different. And, um, and if you look at the spirit of wisdom, and I'm going to talk about the spirit of wisdom in just a little bit. If you look at the spirit of wisdom, wisdom appeals, uh, appears female in the scripture. Proverbs chapter 8 says, I, wisdom, raise my voice. A wisdom raises her voice. She cries out. Wisdom is female. In in uh, in uh, in spirit, is female. God is not God is God created both male and female. God would have to know something about femaleness. It's a part of who He is, a part of His nature. It's a part of you know. It's a part of of an expression of who He is. God has to understand femaleness and maleness. But when you look at the angelic realm, where you look at what wisdom is actually personified as in Proverbs chapter 8, wisdom raises her voice, she cries out. Now, do you want me to share this encounter that I had out of the book, Daniel? Because I can definitely do that. Yeah, I, um, I, I would actually like you to share the encounter you had with <clears throat> wisdom that's in your book. Okay, sure. Um, there were... Um, Oh gosh, Go, going back to 2006, uh, I was involved in uh, some amazing events that took place in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, um, and I don't have time to get into that just for the broadcast, but uh, God was doing some amazing things. So um, There was uh, powerful, powerful things that were being manifested um, physically in my meetings, and, and uh, anybody that's been to a Jeff Jansen meeting you know, uh, you may hear me talk about from time to time, you know, golden oil. I was just in Germany preaching at the beginning of the year. All kinds of signs and wonders were happening. 17 nations, there was supernatural oil coming down the wall. You know, what does it look like when God invades a room? Well, there was supernatural oil that was beginning to flow down the wall. It was dripping off of the, the ceiling onto chairs. You know, sometimes there's, there's gold dust that appears. I've seen people get gold teeth. You know, sometimes gemstones, along with blind eyes being opened, deaf ears being opened, along with creative miracles happening. And 
you know, people say, well, why would God do those things? Well, those are the things that are actually happening in heaven. I mean, there's oil in heaven. There's, there's stones in heaven. There's gold in heaven. What does it look like when heaven invades our world, when the supernatural or when the throne room of God actually steps into our world? Well, those attributes begin to manifest. That's probably the best way that I can say it. So there were some things that were happening in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where um, it was absolutely amazing, and maybe I'll qualify it later on. But uh, um, I was sitting in a chair um, praying in 2006 in June, and I was getting ready to go to a meeting in in Washington, Yakima, Washington. And I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I was sitting in the chair, and I I was just sitting before the Lord. I was just waiting on the Lord. And I felt the presence, I felt this presence walk up. And this does not happen to me all the time. You're asking me of specific encounters. This is not something that happens to me on a daily basis. We're talking, I don't recall something as powerful as this other than my other visitation with Jesus, you know, when I was at 19 years old. You know, this was, this was an angelic encounter, but it was more than an angelic encounter. Because when I opened my eyes, sitting in my chair at 4 o'clock in the morning, the spirit of wisdom was standing in front of me. And you may say, oh, you know, well, I'm just telling you my testimony. This is something that happened to me. And this angel or wisdom began to speak to me out of Proverbs chapter 8. And she basically said, you know, Jeff, I was there in the beginning, you know, when God created the heavens and the earth. And I was there as a master builder, just like Proverbs chapter 8 says. I was there as a master builder applauding all of his works as he drew the circle of, of, of creation and as he drew the parameters of the earth and the heavens, I was there. And the scripture says, by wisdom a house is built. She said in Proverbs chapter 8, I have counsel, I have might with me. And, um, you know, I had this, this encounter went on for probably 15 minutes where wisdom was speaking me out of, speaking to me out of Proverbs chapter 8, and and wisdom said, you know, Jeff, to get wisdom is better than rubies. And I'm watching this whole thing happening in a visionary encounter. Remember, God speaks in visions. He speaks in dreams. Ezekiel was sitting at the river Chebar, Ezekiel 1, and the heavens were open, and he had visions of God. Visionary communication is spirit language or spirit talk. I was watching this in a visionary capacity. And I was along for the ride. This was the Lord communicating spirit to spirit. So for 15 minutes, and she said, listen, I have counsel and I have might with me. And about that time, she stepped aside and two other angels stepped up that were counsel and might. And they had long scrolls in their hands. And they proceeded to put them in my mouth. And I ended up eating those those books or those scrolls, which I know were part of a destiny or something I was to get. Um, and then when they were done, they stepped aside and another angel came up and handed me a 50 carat ruby. And in my book, I show a picture of a 50 carat ruby. And there's not just one of those, there's actually 40 of those. And, uh, and uh, there's other ministries and ministers that I know that during that time in 2006 had similar encounters and they received the same thing because something was happening. Now, I know that that's a mouthful for a lot of people, but um, nonetheless, it was a reality. And um, 
so without going into all the details, that's what happened. Uh, but the spirit of wisdom is actually female in appearance. Um, Gabriel is male in appearance. Michael is male in appearance. Raphael, which is a healing angel, is actually male in appearance. And these are, uh, these are uh, angelic beings, you know. Um, so um, anyways, I hope, you know, I threw a lot of stuff out there. And, um, you know, pro- probably the best thing to do would be to get my book and go online and get it. Or, you know, if you can't afford it, I'd be more than happy to uh, uh, somehow see if we can get it, get you at least a portion of the copy of, of, the, of what took place there. But you can go on YouTube, Global Fire TV, and I share a lot more detail about what that looks like. But, uh, yeah, pretty amazing. Well, folks, I'll tell you what, I, I was, uh, reading Jeff's book. I it actually, basically this is, Jeff had never done this. Um, he invited me into his church, uh, to speak having really never sat down and had a conversation with me prior. And, um, I mean, it was this amazing weekend. God was all over it. Uh, so we exchanged books and I took his books back with me. And I got into the furious sound of glory and I'm going through there. And, and, and as I'm reading his accounts and his stories, I'm like, <laughs> what? And, 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 and looking at the picture, cause he's not kidding. There's pictures in his book of what he's talking about. They, they took pictures of the Ruby. They took pictures of other stones and things that materialized. Uh, but with, you have to remember, folks, and, and this is where I, I actually do get excited. It's because the kingdom of God is a realm. It's paradise. It mm-hmm. exists. And, and the yes, thing right. is, the, the Bible is very clear that we have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear That's son. Right. That kingdom exists. And so why is crossover not allowed? Well, the that that's that's actually um, a rhetorical question because the thing is, crossover is not only allowed; it's the whole point. God wants us to learn to engage heaven by faith as a lifestyle and to live out of the abundance of His realm, as opposed to the lack of that's this right. one. Yeah, and, right. and for me, reading Jeff's book, I'm like, man, talk about signs and wonders confirming what God wants us to embrace as, as just truth about lifestyle. Um, yeah, you mm-hmm. might have a physical 50 carat ruby, which is like the coolest thing ever. I'm like, man, you know, God, <laughs> I'll take one. Um, but you know, I'm just <laughs> kidding, right? Uh, th- but the truth is, if that wasn't materialized, would it exist anyway? And the answer is yes, it does exist in the realm of God. And, and the thing is, Jeff got to does. see it and and then ultimately you saw it given into the natural, and that's you didn't quite get to that point in in this description, but it's in your book. Um, right, right. It, it exists there, and that's where we have to realize, folks. Ephesians one three says we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing that's in right. the heavenly places. That the thing is, all of that that's wealth right. is there. It's stored up. It's existing presently now and we can pull it in by faith and it can look like promotions right. at jobs um land grants wealth ideas witty inventions right. that generate large quantities of capital i mean it doesn't have to be the actual right. thing but i'll tell you the testimony is that it's there and it's real 
you know, and mm. you know, here's the here's the thing. You're, you're all over it. Here's the thing. You know, if you look at heaven, the the the, uh, the gates of heaven. You know, we we talk about the pearly gates. Yeah, they're made out of they're actually pearls. The foundation stones, if you look in the book of Revelation, are they're emerald, they're diamond, they're sapphire, they're ruby. Um, they exist. That that's not just a fairy tale. That's the reality of the dimensions and what the foundation of of the gates of heaven, what they look like. The streets literally are gold. So there is the dimensions. When these things happen, they're just signs and they're wonders. It's just uh, what's in that realm invades our world. That what's in that dimension, in the heavenly sphere, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly dimension. What's in that realm invades our world. And not only is it those things, but it's miracles because there is no sickness in heaven so if there's no sickness in heaven there should be no sickness in this world and bringing the reality of healing and the miraculous and creative miracles we see metal pins and rods and plates disappear out of people's bodies god gives brand new hearts uh cancer automatically just it's eliminated because there is no cancer in heaven so we declare on earth as it is in heaven and it begins to manifest that's just the way it is. It's an anointing. Part of it's a gift. Part of it's a gift of faith. But it's but it's a reality. So I just wanted to interject that for those of you that may be struggling to grasp conceptually what I'm talking about. It's not so much about the, the things that manifest, but it's about manifesting heaven on earth. And I'm not the only one. There are many, 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 many that I know that, that things like this happen. They're called signs and wonders. Folks, there's a... A conference coming up and I've been making uh, a few mentions of it I'm gonna mention it again with Jeff right here and it's going to be in Murfreesboro Tennessee at his church um, and it's called dimensions of glory and kingdom warfare school November 4th through the 6th this year and uh, we're gonna be getting and by we I mean uh, Jeff and myself since he invited me and, and, and uh, I just consider it a privilege and we're going to be getting into not only the subjects dealing with glory and kingdom, but marrying that mm-hmm. to a message on spiritual warfare, which, of course, those of you that follow Bride Ministries know we are on all the time. And um, mm-hmm. you are invited. It's, you can go to yeah. globalfireministries.com and sign up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go to globalfireministries.com to find out all about Jeff and Jeff's ministry, uh, their events, their store, their ministries, globalfireministries.com. And, you know, Jeff, I know we're out of time. I would have had you on a lot longer than this, but what no one knows is that prior to this interview, there was quite a few technical challenges um, that mean Mm -hmm. this is going to be just a bit shorter. But before I let you go, Okay. Can you pray for those that are listening to this and, 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 and are actively engaged now saying, wow, God, do you yeah. really have healing for me mm. from your realm? Mm. This guy's talking like you do. I want you to pray mm. for those people, Jeff. I definitely will. And I want to encourage you also that if you can make it, if you're in the region or and we've got people uh, signing up, coming from out of state like we do for all of our events. I want to highly encourage you to come because there will be uh, there will be times for healing in the miraculous as well as deliverance and uh, impartation. It's going to be an incredible event. So November 4th through 6th, 
with uh, Daniel and myself. For those of you that are listening to the sound of my voice right now, I want you to pay attention to what's going to happen. I want you to extend your hand toward the computer right now. I know you can't see me or your smartphone or whatever you're doing, but I want you by faith to extend your hand because it takes some require, it takes some action on your behalf. So I'm going to ask you to extend your hand toward whatever you're listening to because I'm extending my hand toward you now and there is no time or space in the spiritual dimension and I'm extending my hand to you now by you listening to this broadcast. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, wow, <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Matthew chapter 8, verse 8, you told the centurion soldier only uh, the centurion soldier told you, Lord, only speak the word, Lord, and my servant will be healed. So, Lord, I quote the Matthew 8, 8, power of the spoken word for all that are listening right now and extending their hand towards uh, the computer or their smartphone in the name of Jesus Christ as a point of contact. I release healing flow right now. I release healing power. I break the power of cancer. I break the power of tumors in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I break every demonic control uh, and, and render it powerless in Jesus' name. I command eyes to be completely restored. I command ears to open. And Lord, I want to thank you for the breakthrough. I, I speak the power of breakthrough over every listener now. I command breakthrough in the name of Jesus Christ into every individual now. Say now with me. Now. Now. In Jesus' name. I release power. I release anointing. I release your glory on them now. And Father, I pray for the spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom to come to them now that would cause them to realize who they are, that brings the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to them. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. Father, I pray, breakthrough, freedom, liberty now, and clarity of mind in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I just release miracles. Whatever the need is, O oh Lord, according to their need, I release miracles. And I see fibromyalgia right now, over several women that have fibromyalgia, which comes from fear. I bind fear, I break the power of fear, and I release healing into the muscles and healing into the bones, healing into the muscles and the ligament in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, I just release healing. For everyone that, that is, is looking for breakthrough, everyone looking for deliverance, I release it now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Jeff. And I know we got to let you go. Folks, again, November 4th through the 6th, www.globalfireministries.com. And of course, Jeff's books are available not only there, but anywhere you're going shopping for books. So, uh, Jeff, thank you so much for your time, brother. And uh, thank you, Daniel, for having me on the program. I really appreciate it. We'll have to do it again. We will. Folks, until next time, God bless and God speak. God bless you. Bye-bye.
Discovering the Truth with Dan DeVall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.